Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Kristen Christina here, and today we are with our friend, our colleague, Michael Garrick, you've been on here before talking about physical health, but today you're going to talk about something different. I'm just going to create a teaser. We're talking about a PB&J. That is peanut butter and jelly if you're from the U.S. (laughs) So, Chris, I know you have a question you're dying to ask, Michael. (laughs) Michael, you and I were talking a few weeks ago, and you were talking about how to simplify things so our minds don't get overwhelmed. Is that fair enough? To say it that way? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. And you, you mentioned making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I love simple illustrations that resonates so well. So explain that. Why did you how did you come up with PB and J as an example for what we're going to talk about today? And yeah, so I think you and I were talking about getting overwhelmed mentally, right? Which is having too much going on. And, yes. And I, I forget where the example came from or where when I first started thinking about it this way but at some point someone had said to me there was a a lesson or something I read about washing your bowl so if you you make your meal whatever and your meal is not complete until you actually finish washing up and cleaning your bowl and putting it away and then that task is complete and so um, an easy way for me to think about it was with making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I think with you know four kids in the house that's a an example that we see play out or I see play out numerous times during the week, just regularly. Mm-hmm. And the idea was just, if you sit down and you think about what does it take to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? We usually focus on just getting out the materials you need and spreading the peanut butter and spreading the jelly on the bread, putting it together, and then you're done. But going back to your nice conversation, Chris, is and if that's all we do, then there's still tasks that are kind of left open or hanging out there that our brain can't completely switch that task off and say that it's done. And so, and so really what it came down to was if you think through the whole process of making a, a sandwich or whatever it is you're doing, it's not over until everything has been put back, cleaned up and kind of I would say put back in the way it was before you even started making your sandwich. And so you're not done making your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, if that's our example. You're not done with it until you put the bread away, put away your, you know, the knife that you dirtied up making your sandwich, put away the peanut butter, put away the jelly and eating your sandwich and put your dish either in the dishwasher or cleaned it up and put it away. And only when you do all of that can your brain actually close the tab or close the task and say that it's been complete. And so just the way I work, I, I wouldn't be able to, not that I'm neurotic, but I wouldn't be able to relax or, or know that that was done until all of that was taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so it almost be like walking around with, you know, when your computer is buffering, trying to download information or has uncompleted tasks. And it's almost like you're walking around with those uncompleted tasks in your head until everything is taken care of and put away and cleaned up. And so that was just a simple illustration to kind of say, I think a lot of times we walk around and we have these tasks that are 80 or 90% completed. 
but they're not all the way done. And so they're just kind of lingering in the background of our mind. I want to read you in preparing for this podcast, you made a comment. You said clearing the easier tasks from our brain gives us the mental space to create and dream of new things. So that's what you mean by closing those tabs, putting up the everything for the PB and J sandwich, then that makes more room in your brain, right? To go on to something new. Yeah. Why is that important? Well, let me, let me also clarify. So this part of this podcast is about giving people tools to be effective mentors. And so we all, we always focus on the six areas. Again, we are spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, relational, and professional or educational. Mm -hmm. So the topic today would be mental, correct? But it also impacts the other areas. And so, yeah, you said you're not neurotic and I believe that, (laughs) but what happens in your brain, Michael, can you explain what happens in your brain when you don't finish a task, you leave it alone? Yeah, I mean, I think going back to what Christina was saying, just uh, there's a lack of ability to be creative or to really be present on what I'm doing. And so, I mean, you guys know I like to write. I enjoy writing. If I have everything done and I don't have tasks that are things that I feel are left undone or things left to do, then I can sit down and I can relax and my brain can just really be focused on being creative and being inventive and using my imagination and trying to, you know, think of new things. But if there's uh, tasks that are lingering, then it just makes that really hard because I can, I feel like I'm operating only 40% or 50% of my, my ability because my mind is literally divided. My attention is divided between what I want to do and what I feel like is still hanging out and needs to be done. So Yeah, I like that. And I'm just wondering how universal, because this totally resonates with me. I've started taking Fridays. Maybe you've inspired me, Michael, to write like about my past and stuff, because I want my girls to know like my whole story, not just the story that's age appropriate when they were growing up. So Fridays, I get everything I need to get done during the week so that Fridays I've got a chunk of time. That even means like, my breakfast dishes are put up. So all of my, I'm not thinking about, oh, I need that or that. It's it's all ready. The house is tidy. I'm just ready to sit down. There's nothing else that I need to close a tab on. But do you think that's universal? Because I, I know people who clutter didn't bother them. I think what you were saying was, or asking if that idea is universal or not. Yeah. I think I think some people just have a better ability to to focus amongst chaos or distraction mm-hmm. and i do think all of us probably are more creative probably have a better ability to be creative and and think clearly when there's less distractions mm-hmm. just because we're used to it doesn't mean that it's necessarily doesn't right. affect us yeah, we're just good for us. That, yeah that's good that's a good statement just because we're used to something doesn't mean it's good for our brains mm-hmm. Okay. There are some tasks though, that we cannot complete in the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're not actually talking about that. You're talking about, if I understand correctly, things we do throughout the day that we need to, we just need to finish it in some way, like cleaning up our dishes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's some projects that I work on that they're not completed by the end of my work day. Mm -hmm. And so I need to be able to shut that off mentally so I can do other things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that leads me into talk about you, you list some habits 
like taking five to 10 minutes or if, if whatever takes five to 10 minutes, just go ahead and do it. Will you talk about some of the other habits people can, they could use that today to close those tabs in their brain. You talk about resetting the room, talk about some of those habits. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the easiest one is if something takes less than five or 10 minutes then just do it. So if you're walking throughout the day and you think, I really need to send this email or this message to somebody. And rather than think about it all day, just just write the message or write the email and mm-hmm. get it done. And then you're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you don't have to, it's not constantly, you're not feeling guilty about, oh, I should be doing this or I need to be doing, like, just take care of it and do it. Those are always, it seems to me like those are the things that are the most annoying to do that they're small, but they're just irritants. And so just get them done with and, and move on. Resetting the room. I don't know where I heard that, but it's something I'm trying to, with various levels of success, implement. <laughs> and the idea is, you know, if you if you walk in and imagine, Chris, you've been working all day, you have a big project, and, and you do finally have a chance to, to shut your brain off and just say, I'm done with this, whatever task I've been working on all day, I just want to relax and sit and read a book or, or watch TV or, you know, for me, a lot of times it's do a crossword puzzle and sit on the couch and I want to go into the room and just sit and relax. But if the room's all, the living room is all trashed and there's pillows all over the place and on the floor and leftover food or, or plates on the coffee table, it's not my stuff, but then it falls on me to clean it up so that the room is ready for people to relax. And so just building the habit of, and when you leave, reset the room to what it was like before you walked in so that it's nice for whoever comes in after you. It's, I mean, it's a way to, you know, close tabs if we're using that term, but also it's a way just to show <clears throat> the people in your family, the people that you're living with, that they matter to you, <laughs> uh, that you're thinking of them. And I think uh, making lists is super helpful as well. So if you have a, a long list or a long mental list in your head of things that you need to do, take time to sit down and write it out and mm-hmm. getting things out of your head. I know. Chris and I, you and I have talked a lot about that. Just getting things out of our head can be super helpful. And, but then you actually have to do a few of the things that are on the list. You can't just make a list and then <laughs> think of that as, oh, well, now I'm done. It's like you actually have to do a few of those things and just start with the ones that are the easiest and the smallest and take less time to do and then get those done. Let me give a personal example. So there is an app called Todoist. Do you know this? I don't, no. It's a free app and it's called Todoist. And Anyway, Christina, I don't know if you introduced it to me about a year or two ago, but I thought, great. So you take a day and you list the things you want to get accomplished. Mm-hmm. I have not u- learned to utilize that well yet. It is more of a book at this point. It is like my days have become chapters. And yeah. so, again, I'm learning, but it, it's a slow process for me. Uh, mm-hmm. and I am not using it effectively. And that mm-hmm. stuff is staying in my brain too much. Do you, this is just, maybe you don't want to answer this. Do you write stuff down on the, on the app to do, and then do other things? So the things that you have written down don't get done, but you end up doing other things that aren't written down? Yes. And it actually, to do it can actually cause me stress because I've not used it properly. So that's, that's a reality check for me. Well, it's interesting. Michael, don't you think it it's based on personalities because I love to do us because it has like a list of things to do and I can set a date and then I can prioritize. And so like I set it up for in this week, 
These are the things that must get done. And I have them on priority. And if those don't get done, then I move them to next week. Like it's, it's a well-oiled machine for me. (laughs) I love it, but that brings me comfort. It helps me close those tabs, but it doesn't bring him to learn because not that I'm not changing my, I can't change my personality, but I want to learn technique because my brain is too filled. And so you will, I will get these little notifications from to do us. It says, Hey, you're two days past due. And I want to say, shut up. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're a week past due. And for me to just forward it to the next week feels kind of fake to me. You go, okay, you tell me it's not done yet. I'll just forward it again. I'll forward it three weeks from now. That way I have three weeks to get to it. So my point is currently I'm missing the point of a good app to help my brain. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe the app's not the best fit for you too. Maybe there's something else that that would work better. I don't know. Well, I like so I think the concept is universal, but how the habits play out, they got to be personal, mm-hmm. right? And so like yeah. the to-do list thing works good for me. And I think what I'm hearing you say too, habits just take intentionality. So like, this is such a goofy example, but when I wake up in the morning, my first, I make a beeline to make my coffee and I love walking through the living room when it's all tidied. And so what we started doing, it's just the two of us, you know, for the summer at night, when we're done in the living room, we fold our little blankets and we pick up whatever. And then when we wake up in the morning, I usually pick up your shoes never in front of the sofa because I trip over them. (laughs) See what a good habit you've developed. Anyway, it just, it makes my heart happy. It sounds so silly, but that helps this brain engage in the day because of what I did last night or what he did last night. <laughs> well, in a small way, it's you're sending signals to your brain too that this day's over. Like you can go and rest because there's nothing left. Nothing oh, that's left a good point. That's good. Yeah. That, yeah that's yeah, really yeah. good. Um, Michael, one of the things you said, I think it may be a misprint here. You said, just start. Big tasks have the ability to grow. Did, did you mean to say small task? Well, both. I think I was, I meant big tasks. You did? Okay. To, if you have something big that you want to do, like you were mentioning, having a big project or something that you want to do that doesn't fit in one day. Okay. And you start. So break it down into smaller things and then just start working on it and see what you can get done. And then find joy in the process, not just the, the end result. So find joy and a sense of satisfaction and saying, I got this done today. It's not the whole thing, but like I took a few more steps towards where I want to end up in six months or a year or however long. And, you know, anything that's really worth doing is going to take, take time. If all you do in your life is things that can be done in one day, then you probably won't do anything really big. You know, big things just take a lot of time, take a lot of patience, but there's a whole lot of little steps along the way that you can do. You know, I think for us living in, living overseas, living in Portugal, things just take a long time. And so if I only measured success or progress by having the finished completed project, then I would go crazy because once every three years, we'd be able to say we got something done. (laughs) So even, I mean, some days it's just, I went to the bank and I went and talked to this one person to get a a stamp on this letter. Mm -hmm. And that that's enough. Mm -hmm. Like it took me six hours to do those two things. 
and, you know, but that's enough. That, that was progress for today. And I'll live to do the next 94 things, you know, when I can, but so, but yeah, I mean, as long as I have a habit of, if things are really big, then I, I either want to do it all at once or I get nervous and I don't do anything at all. And then it starts, then the little things that the little steps that I need to do for progress start to get bigger and bigger and more intimidating. And really you just need to start, just do something. It reminds me of when I was in college many years ago, having to do a term paper. I remember getting the syllabus from a class the first day and I'd look on there and it said, okay, these papers are due by these dates. And my brain would already start going, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get it done? And instead of writing, just sitting down and writing two or three pages, I would procrastinate and push it off and stress myself out by trying to get the whole thing done at one time. And the quality wasn't as good either. And so I imagine a lot of people struggle with that and some don't, but I did. And continuing to learn, just take, like you said, if it's a paper, write two or three pages and then put it, put it aside if you have to. Yeah. Instead of, I tend to want to grab the whole thing at one time. Michael, we didn't talk about this, but obviously we're all people of faith. How does this help us spiritually? What What's the big deal with creating habits to close tabs, to make ourselves more efficient, not more productive necessarily. Production isn't the goal, but just more efficient, steward our time well. Again, it's not something I ask you ahead of a time, but how does it, what does this do for you spiritually? I think it does a couple of things. I think it helps me, helps me have peace mm. for one, because I'm not, I'm not constantly thinking about what I need to be doing um, or I should be doing this or I need to be doing that. Um, if I just take care of things in the moment, then I feel like it's, yeah, I'm being a better steward of my time. But then I can be more present in the moments when I need to be present. So whether it's with my kids or at work or, or writing or whatever it is I'm doing, I'm able to actually focus on what, what it is I need to be doing at that time. Um, I think Chris, Chris brought up a good point about procrastination and none of us do our best work when we're, when we put things off to the last minute and we just have to get it done. And so the idea of doing things with excellence, I think is, is part of, part of faith is you, you do the best you can. Yeah. Uh, and I remember hearing a talk when I was in college, just the idea of whatever you're doing, do it the best you can do it with excellence. And if we procrastinate, then there's a very good chance that it's not going to be done with, with excellence. It's just getting done to be done to check off a box. And the focus, and I speak for myself, but my focus turns to, I need to just do this and not, I need to do this to the very best of my ability to, to glorify God with the end result and what I produce. Mm. And so it's a total shift in, you know, motivation and, and all that. You said earlier that you want to be able to enjoy the process, not just the end goal in something. Mm -hmm. And I know when I procrastinate and don't take small steps to get something done, I don't find much joy in that because I'm stressed. So I actually forfeit the joy of something that could be enjoyable to do because of that. So any other thoughts, Christina? Yeah. And I think I like what you said about doing things with excellence. I think for me, 
when I carry it all on my shoulders, instead of going, wait a minute, I've got a comforter that lives with me and in me. (laughs) He teaches me all things. I can ask and lean on the Holy Spirit to help me. I'm thinking of somebody who maybe they don't have the first clue how to reset a room or everything seems so overwhelming. Ask the Holy Spirit. What's one thing you can do? Clear one thing off your kitchen cabinet, put, you know, one thing away. So I think for, as a person of faith, inviting the Holy Spirit into this process really helps me. And then I always maybe go a little dramatic, but I think what if Jesus had been like so chaotic and procrastinated, like what he made it to the cross, you know, like, wow, hmm, okay. Not that I'm going to be perfect, but I'm going to strive. If Jesus is my example, he's very intentional and focused. So that helps me want to develop habits for me to be a better steward of just things I've been given. Yeah. He, I mean, I don't think Jesus made peanut butter and jelly. Um, you don't know but, that. <laughs> Little uh, manna. But he, never, but he was never in a rush, you know, for all, for all that he accomplished, he was never in a rush and he was never cut short his time with individuals. He was always mm. fully engaged and fully intentional, but he also said no to a lot of things. Mm. You know, and so I think that, that might also be part of the lesson is learning when to, when there's too many things on your to-do list, how many of those do you actually really need to do? Oh, that's good. How many are you doing out of compulsion or how many can somebody, maybe somebody else could do with you or for you to, to ease your burden. And I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud, but yeah. mm-hmm. like there's never, love- there's never moments when, when Jesus was stressed or felt overwhelmed and he accomplished, you know, a fair amount of, I love when he tells the disciples, hey, shake your dust off the Mm. off the feet of this town. That was like, okay, we've just reset. We're done here. (laughs) We're moving on. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Anything else, Chrissy? I want to go back to PB and J as it may be a trigger for people in a good way to go, okay, this is a task, something I'm doing or want to do. I want to, I want to do it as much as I can and then finish it and close the door on it. So maybe you think of PB and J every time. From being in the kitchen to mowing the lawn to, I don't know, having a conversation, even completing the conversation. And I need to talk to this person about this, this awkward situation. Don't sit there for 30 minutes and then not say what you need to say. I mean, I think we could do this in, in many areas. Mm-hmm. So PB and J makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Take it away. Yeah. What am I taking Ma- away? Take it away, Michael. Thank you for the time. <laughs> and I'm actually kind of craving a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now. Yeah. So are you a smooth peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? Oh, smooth. Smooth. Crunchy is nasty. No, it's that it. and I prefer actually jam as opposed to jelly. Jelly is a little too squiggly for me. So texture is important. Too squiggly. Sourdough bread <laughs> with smooth peanut butter and grape or strawberry okay jam. now we're just we digressing go. okay <laughs> michael final thoughts no I, I any thoughts i had went away with the jam <laughs> so okay one one last important thing then to finish the task take the knife and you lick oh, it stop. off you lick off the residue you don't waste it and then you put it in the dishwasher <laughs> and then we're done Ba-dum-bum. All right. Well, as always, thank you for listening. We hope that our discussion about PB&J helped you 
think about what habits you can develop to close tabs in those brains to help your brain function at its best. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We want to thank you as always for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast, if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. 